Yes, sir. We're here with another episode of the 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show. I'm Tony Levitt, and I hope you're staying safe. Here in Nashville, 24-7 Sports has gone completely remote, as have most businesses that can, and Slack is as popping as it ever has been. You know, it really feels like the world has come to an abrupt halt, especially when most of us are rarely leaving the house. But I told you last week, and I'll tell you again this week, the show must go on. So today, I'm bringing you a conversation between 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting, Evan Daniels, and Hall of Fame Head Coach for the Duke men's basketball team, Mike Krzyzewski. Evan and Coach K spoke yesterday about what the past two weeks have been like on the inside. What was Duke hearing as the ACC tournament was being canceled and as the NCAA tournament was canceled a day later? What did Coach K tell his team when they found out that the season was over? And how is he moving forward and preparing for the future of Duke basketball? Evan and Coach K get into all this and more. I'll see you again on the flip side. Well, I, pre- I appreciate you giving me a little time. I kind of wanted to talk to you about some of this stuff and um, just sure. kind of how we move forward. Uh, I-, I guess to start... Uh, from a personal standpoint, what, what are you going to miss the most about the NCAA tournament? Well, just the opportunity to share a moment with my team. You know, the, the, you know the, some of the greatest moments in my career have been as a result of the NCAA tournament. I mean, the five national championships, and, uh, you know, the Elite Eight games that got you in. Uh, you know, and to, you know, those are moments in time that, that you, that these kids, you know, that I've had, and as long as I coach, I can still continue to have an opportunity to do that, that this, this team that each coach has, you know, did not have that opportunity. And, and in the seniors case, and their, their, you know, their final moment, which, which is, Sad, but yeah, yeah. Again, and there are a lot of tough things that are happening in our country, and and uh, you know a lot of sacrifices that have to be made. And I think everyone involved, you know, understands, especially at this point, how important it was, you know, not to have the tournament. For sure. Last Thursday morning, there there was a lot going on. Conferences right. were canceling. Uh, at that point, I don't even know if you guys knew if you were playing or not. Can you kind of give me some perspective uh, with, with your role as a coach and kind of how you handled the canceling of the ACC tournament leading up to it with your, your team? Because obviously that was uncharted waters. Yeah, well, we had actually talked about it earlier in the week when, as you could see, the landscape changing and uh, that, you know, our school – was telling students not to come back. You know, they didn't cancel everything yet, but they, uh, you know, there's things were, were moving. And we as a group, we talked to our team about it. And, you know, we talked about the fact that, you know, the HTC tournament, you know, we get, there could, you know, it, it might go on. It, it, it probably would go on, but, you know, just to be prepared. And Wednesday night when Gobert was, uh, when the NBA uh, made mention of Gobert being tested positive, when they when they took their action, basically I knew, I think our whole basketball world should know that everything's gonna be shut down. 
and uh, the next morning we we're going to play at two thirty, and the next morning before at, at early breakfast before talking about our opponent, we just sat down and you could see the mood of our guys was not. You know, they were vulnerable. They were quiet, and uh, it had an impact already. And uh, we discussed it throughout the morning, getting guidance from our president. And uh, uh, I, I felt that it had to happen. Where you can't, you can't have student athletes uh, participating away from campus when you've canceled everything. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it, and that's what I felt earlier in the week and it came to fruition, you know, uh, uh, on that Thursday. And I thought, uh, our president did a, a great job with that. And, and then the ACC finally, you know, made that decision as other conferences did too. Right. The, the, the NBA seemed, more set up and organized for situations like this. And I'm sure having a singular voice in Adam Silver helped with the decision-making. How do you think college can improve and evolve to handle stuff like this in unison rather than the, the confusion among some conferences canceling, some not? Uh, I'm just curious your thoughts on that. Well, the, the M M NBA is a, it's a huge business. Right. You know, uh, 32 owners, it has a board of governors, it has partners, and there are relationships and how it's set up. It's or, it's so, yeah, it's organized like a, you know, a multi-billion dollar business. And, uh, and, uh, and as a result, you know, when thing one, they have plans, they have contingency plans, they, they have things that, that they can, they have levers of power that, and, and decision making that the NCAA does not have, and uh, uh, and as a result, you know that's why they they still can come up with something to salvage their season and playoffs and whatever. Yeah, but they're constantly adapting to the situation, the current situation. The NCAA, you know, and it has pinpoint responsibility with the leadership of Adam Silver. You know, the NCAA men's basketball does not have pinpoint responsibility. You know, it's not run as a business. It's run as a, a sport, another sport, that, but it's a sport that makes money for the NCAA. And, uh, you know, there are no faces that you can go, you know, like whether it be Adam Silver or Tatum or uh, the head of the players union, you know, like there, you can meet with all these people, you can meet, yeah, and we don't have, we've never, we've never structured men's basketball that way. We've tried to do it by committee, just like we do every other sport, and it isn't every other sport, and it's still, the decision not to play was the right one. Uh, how you, it would be good if it would have been good if you just said that for basketball and it came out at one time. And, uh, but the fact is it, it did eventually come out. And, but to think that, you know, they would be able to put something on later, that, that just, 
I think it's impossible. Right. For, you know, it's, it's, you know, the, the infrastructure, there's no infrastructure there. Right. You know, that's the basic difference of it. The NBA has an amazing infrastructure for its sport and only 32 uh, members. And uh, the NCAA does not have that in men's basketball and has 353 members. And, uh, you know, that's uh, very, very, very difficult. Right. And, uh, and impossible, to be quite frank with you. And especially in something, this wasn't a natural disaster. It wasn't like tornado, flood, whatever. Right. It, it, it's an ongoing, it's a war. Right. You know, basically we're in war. And uh, so anyway, it, it lends itself, though, to look at maybe we could be, I'm not faulting anybody, but maybe now people would take a look and say, yeah, we need this type of structure once we get through all, all of this. Right. And hopefully that would come to fruition. How do you, with, with everything's going on, like how do you recruit right now? What, what can you do from a recruiting standpoint? How do you balance that? Yeah, well, you know, it's, boy, it's a chaotic time because you don't even know what's going to happen with your the kids who play for you. In other words, you know, some kids are going to go pro no matter what, uh, but some kids might want to test the waters. What is the, there, there are no waters to swim in, you right. know, <laughs> there, there, you, you, you can't do that. You, you could say, well, you know, if your name is in there for Chicago, that's a good chance. There isn't going to be a Chicago. There isn't going to be, you know, there may not be workouts. And, uh, so hunt, you know, as far as transfers go, you know, uh, you know, how do those kids, they can't make visits, you know, they, you know, whether we do that or not, you know, we would have wanted a kid to visit and then you can actually work him out if he's a transfer. And, uh, so a lot of, I think, educated guessing, right. <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, and, it, the, the spring is normally chaotic. It's kind of impossible right now, I think, because it it, it doesn't. The spring could be the summer, For and sure. the summer could, could be the fall. And yeah. I'll be curious to see if they potentially add a another eval period in July or the fall or August or September. Well, they'll have to come out. And who are they? See, that's the. <laughs> the like who does that? And you know, uh, obviously, there's going to have to be a different recruiting calendar. There may have to be a different playing season, depending on what happens with football, what happens with the fall sports, if they're going to be fall sports. Who knows? You know what? Right. And so, if you had a groups just studying basketball, I think they would be trying to have contingency plans right now and have different models that would be available. Kind of like what the NBA is doing there, you know, giving it 30 days and then they would mid June be a time, you know, there. And I like the fact that they float those things out 
and they get opinion, you know? Right. And so it's not just some verdict, like, this is what we're going to do. Some, you know, like, what would be plans? You know, what, and, and sometimes, you know, the membership comes up with a better plan. You know, an owner might come up with a better plan than the NBA office, you know. And uh, also, you're sensitive to what the owners and players feel. You know, who knows? You, who knows how, how the players feel? Right. <laughs> you know. You, you mentioned, um, you know, potentially not having the draft combine. Maybe the draft gets pushed back. Have you had an opportunity to talk or sit down with any of your guys and, and kind of go over that? And do you have a semblance of who might go pro, who might come back? Yeah, well, we put in the, you know, for the, the advisory committee, you know, and so you can send that into Kiki Vandaway and, and we'll, you know, we'll <clears throat> do that for uh, a number of our guys so they can get a look and, and uh, you know, obviously like a, a Trey Jones, we, you know, we know he's going to go, he, you know, whatever he announces. And, uh, prob- you know, yeah, the guys who we get good feedback from, Vernon Carey should get good feedback. Hopefully Cassius Stanley. And, uh, uh, but we'll see, you know. Okay. I think you have to have a wait and see attitude. And also for those guys, for any guy who is going to test or, Unless he was potential lottery pick, or you know, knew that he's going to be in the first round, you have to wait a little bit to see what the, or you don't have to, but some kids will wait just to see what the landscape will be in the NBA. Right. Yeah. What what um you mentioned transfers a minute ago. What are what are your kind of thoughts on this potential change to the transfer rule and not having to sit out? seems like well, it could I'm, be chaos. I'm, I'm fine with it. It's when it's implemented, you know, like there's some talk it could be this spring. And to, that's a tough time to implement it uh, with all the you know, chaos. It would be chaotic anyway. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, I think it's it's good legislation. It's just a matter of when it's, right. you know, you know when, there, is it timely right now maybe it is and uh, but uh who's figuring that out in other words you have to figure you have to try to figure it globally and not just take one piece of legislation one you got to put the whole thing together right and and, uh, uh another thing is how do you see recruits you know kids for next year and uh you can't. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, la- last question for you. What, what, what excites you about your team for next year and what that could look like? Well, I like the six kids we're bringing in. And if we get a good, uh, if we get a, a good number of guys coming back, you know, like I love my team this year. They were really, really good kids. And, they, and everyone felt a part of what we were doing. I think potentially we could have that maybe be uh, a little bit more athletic than we were. Uh, although my team did great, not good. Uh, for them to be 25 and 6 is, and we're actually playing 
really good basketball the last week going into the ACC tournament. Did you feel like you guys could have made a run? Yeah, but I'm not, I'm, you know, any coach would say that now. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, but no, we felt that when we got knocked back, we were able to get better from it. And we found kind of, we found our third score in Cassius. He became, he was, he started every game that he would, except when he was not healthy. And, uh, but the last two games, he, he was at the level that we needed. And then we, we found Justin Robinson. A lot of teams didn't want this season to end. You know, we were one of them. And, you know, we felt we would, you know, we had a chance. Let's put it that way. For sure. And, uh, yeah. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show. We'll be back next week with another episode about what? I'm not exactly sure, but I promise you it'll be just as good as this one. We've got a lot of good stuff on, uh, coming down the pike, so be sure to stay tuned. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing, you know it would be really cool if you could give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really makes a difference, so we really appreciate it. For Evan Daniels and Coach Mike Krzyzewski, I'm Tani Levitt, and we'll see you next week with another edition of the 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show.